The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And let's let Dr. Fauci... I have to... Well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan, created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It didn't I come from the lab, but all you. the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, you, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator so there's a lot of back back and forth. Actually, uh, Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul and uh, Dr. Fauci have gotten into it a couple of times. And a few times it's been over masks and this and that. And I and I thought, you know, uh, Rand, you might be going too far here. Or, uh, but, but, but on the stuff of the doing the gain of function research and what Fauci knew and when he knew it, eh, I think Rand might be on the right side of that. And one of the people I go to on those kind of things is Josh Rogan, and he might be the go-to guy out there in terms of a journalist who's looked into the COVID and where it came from and China's role in it. Josh, welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Thanks for coming on. Great to be back with you, Jack. So we opened with a clip of the back and forth between Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci last week. We've still got the whole problem that the gravitational pull of Donald Trump is equal to that of the sun. And, you know, every conversation ends up being, okay, Rand Paul's a Trump guy, Fauci's a never-Trumper, so I'm on the side of, and, you know, you choose based on that. What I want to know is, are are we funding this gain-of-function research, and should we be doing this? I mean, getting to the point that this was a man-made disaster. I think we keep forgetting that. COVID is a man-made disaster. We created this damn thing. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, I agree with you. The two things that you said are related because, you know, I'm not an anti-Fauci guy. I'm just a guy who wants to figure out how we got into this mess, how we got, how the pandemic started, because it's crucial to prevent the next pandemic. If we don't figure out how we get, how this started, 
we won't know what to do in our policy and our politics to fix the system so we know this never happens again. And it's clear in that sort of Senate hearing, but also in a record of what Anthony Fauci has been saying and doing over the last year and a half, that he doesn't want an examination into our relationship hmm. with Wuhan labs. He's resisted it at every step. He's been very consistent. Every time he's asked about it, he deflects. Well, it's not gain-of-function research. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is that it was risky, and you knew it was risky. And by the way, he created that definition of gain-of-function research. It's like a loophole, right? He defined it in such a way that you never have to review any of the stuff that you're funding in Wuhan. And that's exactly what happened. He built a loophole, not just him, NIH and Francis Collins and all these guys who are invested in this industry. They built a loophole into it. Then nothing's gain-of-function research, so we don't have to review anything. And then when the pandemic hits in Wuhan, everyone's like, oh, wait a second, maybe we should have reviewed this very risky research. And what Fauci did was he not only sort of played dumb, oh, I don't, what are you talking about? Everything's fine. When he was asked on CNN, hey, do you still think it's a good idea, considering these Wuhan labs just told us to go screw ourselves when the pandemic hit and we wanted to do the investigation? And he said, well, I guess we have to do it because we have to, the bats are in China. So he's got an agenda here, which is to continue the research that he's in charge of and to expand it, actually, sixfold, and to get more U.S. taxpayers to pay more U.S. scientists like Anthony Fauci and his friends to do more work with these Chinese labs. And all I'm saying is, before we do that, shouldn't we figure out if the labs sparked the pandemic? Yeah, I would say so. And uh, and is it and are human beings capable of doing this sort of research and not letting it leak out? Because as you've told us in other interviews, uh, th- this is not uncommon. This this has happened a number of times where where things right. leak out. So maybe it's just not something human beings can do can do well. I want to clear one thing up because you said they're invested. Did you mean financially or just yes. um, you, you mean financially? And their careers. And so what you have to understand is that in the world of virus research, Anthony Fauci is the head of it. He's funding almost all of it in one way or another, him and the NIH. They are spending U.S. taxpayer dollars to sponsor risky research all over the world. And what the national security people are saying, and if you saw it today, Menendez and Rubio and Rich and Warner, like these are not, you know, fire-breathing MAGA. Repu- these are the heads of the Senate Foreign Relations and Senate Intel Committees put out a letter today, and they said we have to force China to let us investigate these labs, and we have to review all of our relationships with these labs. That's the point. That's what Fauci is resisting because, you know, even if the lab leak theory isn't true, what's clear is that they they have no idea what's going on in these labs that they're funding. And how can we have a system where we're funding these labs doing risky research, and then they won't even let us in the lab? We literally can't walk into the lab when the pandemic gets on their doorstep. Wow. That's a crazy system. Yeah, I'd what say. Fauci argued is that the system worked. He's saying that we should keep that system and expand that system. And I say, wait a second, before we expand the system and make Anthony Fauci the head of that new system, Maybe we should figure out if it leaked out from the lab. Man, I hope, maybe you do, but I hope you realize how important you are on this story. Because I just, I don't think there are enough people that understand it and enough people that have the, 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 the gravitas to get anybody's attention. Because you are, you know, you're not a Trumper um, by any means. Right. If anybody reads your stuff, you know, I would hope that the, the other half of America would listen to you and say, whoa, let's slow down on this. So do you think Fauci and his crowd just don't they just don't think we're we're smart enough to understand what they're doing and he's right. he's like, afraid we'll shut them down his, his message on cnn was trust me don't worry trust me 
He said, we've always been safe. We'll continue to be safe. We're going to keep doing it. And it, in fact, if you, if you look at his interview this weekend in the New York Times, he proposes expanding this research to everything, influenza, H1N1, you name it. He wants to do risky research all over the world, including in labs in China. Now, I, th- I do think that the narrative is changing very, very slowly, to be sure, not just because of me, because a lot of people were like, hey, wait a second, that's crazy, and maybe we need some oversight of all these scientists because they're checking their own homework, right? And then, the, the, of course, they're all telling each other that everything's fine, but look around the world, everything's not fine, okay? And, you know, the WHO is going to try again, and the Chinese are going to go tell them to screw themselves, and we'll be back where we started in another year, unless somebody gets off the pot and does something. Okay? And the Biden administration is not going to do it unless they're pushed to do it. But more and more people in Congress and now more Democrats, which is really a I got to tell you, Jack, it's a big change. Like I was actually surprised when I saw that today. Menendez and Warner, they're you know, they're not going to say that and, and go sort of pushing the administration to do more to investigate the origins if they didn't really believe it. Right. If they didn't mm-hmm. really think that this was really important. So I think there is a bipartisan opportunity here. And unfortunately, that means asking Anthony Fauci a bunch of uncomfortable questions that he's clearly been avoiding for over a year. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and then there was that story that France, the Chinese kicked the French out and France warned us and saying, hey, they're 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 not letting us uh, keep an eye on them anymore. And we don't think they're uh, being careful and. You know, the fact that that story is a couple of years old, but nobody mentioned that at the beginning of this pandemic. Somebody in the government knew that. You know, in April 2020, when I wrote the story breaking the news of the cables, the diplomatic cables that uh, reported back in 2018 that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was had bad safety standards and that they were doing risky coronavirus research on bats and how they could become more infectious with humans. You know, I was called every name in the book, right? And like you said, I'm not a, a Trump guy. I'm not a pro-Trump guy. I'm not an anti-Trump guy. I just try to call him like I see him. And, you know, what you have to realize is that the Chinese Communist Party controls everything and that our scientific collaboration is not between Anthony Fauci and those very nice Chinese scientists. That's not the way it works over there. They have a different system. Those hey. Chinese scientists can't tell us the truth or they're going to get killed. Yeah, literally, so get, literally will be killed. Or worse. And so we have to understand that dealing with a totalitarian dictatorship means that they're going to take our engagement and use it against us, literally weaponize it against us at every opportunity. And so that's why I think when Anthony Fauci is asked directly about the, that, and he's like, well, nothing, there's no problem here. I think that's where a lot of people can see the disconnect and can see why we can't have scientific collaboration that's actually a dual-use military technology that our adversary is going to use right. to build the machine they're pointing at us and that we're going to pay for, that we should still pay for it. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, wow. Uh, Josh Rogan, Global Opinions columnist for The Washington Post and for my money, the, the best person out there on this stuff. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this column you had recently, Chinese uh, China's vaccine profiteering at the U.N. is being funded by U.S. taxpayers. Um, I was unaware of this. This is a really maddening. Can you explain that to people? You know, this is really crazy because, you know, the United what China has done with its vaccines is they've gone around the world uh, threatening, bullying, coercing countries, literally hanging shots over their heads and, and, and forcing them to choose between the Chinese Communist Party's politics or their own citizens' lives. That's how China is using its power and its influence. You know, now we see what Beijing wants to be in a world in a world power. But the worst part of it is that the international system for distributing to vaccines to poor people, which is we're the majority funder of, and which we're donating the most to, decided to use all of that money to buy these Chinese vaccines from the government-owned Chinese company at a markup. And essentially what that means is that U.S. taxpayers are giving the Chinese government money to send vaccines that don't work, by the way, to poor countries. And sort of pointing that out was seen to be somehow controversial, but all I did was follow the money. We pay COVAX, which is the international system. They pay the Chinese state-owned company. By the way, the vaccines don't even work. So that seems crazy to me. We shouldn't be doing that. 
Yeah, uh, well, just a little bit from your article. A senior U.S. official told you that it's not actually the U.S. donated money, um, but as you write, right. that claim is specious because money is fungible. I mean, give me what kind of an argument is that? Dividing the accounts on paper is meaningless. The United States is funding COVAX, and COVAX is paying China. You know, and yeah, it's kind of crazy to say that we give them $2 billion, and that's not the $2 billion they're going to use to pay the Chinese government. Right. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't pass the last test, but, you know... What's what's even more crazy is that you know the Biden administration, they have a, 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 a an ability to influence these multilateral organizations. That's why Trump pulled us out because all these multilateral organizations kept doing the wrong thing, doing the thing that China wanted them to do, and the Biden team is like, oh no, these organizations can be useful, and I think they can, but not if you just let them continue to do the wrong thing. So my th- words, the Biden administration was like, hey guys, why don't you uh, get on this? And, you know, tell COVAX to not spend Americans' money on crappy Chinese vaccines. They're just going to make the problem worse because they give poor people a false sense of security. They go out and spread the virus, right? It's actually, we're actually spending money to pay China to make the situation worse. And what Biden people say is like, oh, yeah, I guess it's too late, (laughs) you know? Um, We're talking with Josh Rogan. I really appreciate your time today, man. He's a good read anytime he writes about any of this stuff. Really, I think the best out there, and man, stay on it because uh, the world needs to know what's going on. And you're uh, you're 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 in their jockstrap. So thank thank God, Josh Rogan, Global Opinions columnist of the Washington Post. Thanks for your time today. Anytime. So uh, a little more on this. This so it's called uh, Covax. That's the WHO's. You know, we got to get vaccines. We got to get shots out to people all around the world. And uh, to give you an idea, we're the good guys in this story by far, and China's the bad guys, and the world needs to know this because we're locked in a war with China for, you know, which which one of these poles are you going to be pulled toward, the United States or China, uh, the two superpowers in the world. China has contributed zero money to the, to the world project to try to get vaccines to people. Zero money and zero shots from their national stockpile of their vaccine. While the United States has pledged $4 billion and distributed 55 million donated shots and promised to donate 500 million more, no charge. So the U.S. taxpayer, by far the good guy, the superhero in this story, and China the evil villain, and I don't think enough people know this. And the Biden administration, by the way, could do a hell of a better job of making sure the world does know we're the good guy on this and China's the bad guy. Because we got to win this uh, war of, uh, of convincing people. Armstrong and Getty. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.